0: It is Monday on Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce joins me. I am Michael Rand. Patrick, I got a big list of things I want to talk about, but first, how you doing?
1: I am doing uh, just fine, just fine. I had a, uh, had a clicking frenzy last night. I watched about uh, big snippets of uh, four or five different things, so we're ready to roll later today.
0: Love it. Like I kind of had that Saturday, and you know it's kind of where I want to start, I think, because um go for men's basketball on saturday and you know what? mondays we often talk vikings just because we're we're fresh off the sunday game but that was a thursday game this past week we'll get to that a little bit later go for men's basketball i think warrants lead (laughs) off the lead off position today just you know still trying to figure out how in the world they're doing this and you know michigan I don't think Michigan's as good right now as people thought they would be, or maybe they're not even as good as they're going to be, you know, in February, but to, to go on the road to win at Michigan by 10, uh, now they're eight and one. It's three straight road games. I, I, I'm mad at myself because I was going to look it up. I wanted to see if they won three road games at all during the Patino <laughs> era. Um,
1: what... Well, they were on 10 last year. So yeah, on the road.
0: What, to, what what do you what do you make of this team? We were both over at the availability last week. We were both pretty impressed by Ben Johnson and the players and just kind of their their outlook. But you know, then they took it on the court and uh, in a pretty good performance at Michigan.
1: What a I, I mean I'm I'm just uh, blown away here, Mike. I you know I didn't even make a deal out of this after watching the Michigan State game, and I saw I saw it again the Michigan game. They have totaled seven turnovers against the two Michigans. They had uh, three turnovers and then four turnovers. I mean, that's unbelievable. That's that you, you might have to go back through the archives to find, and they, you know, this might be against the the collection of those teams. They bring in for non-conference games where they haven't had that few turnovers in two games now it could be they play the same guys all the time so they don't turn it over that's what's phenomenal about it i mean they they are one injury away from disaster right because they they have uh, they have absolutely no depth but it's incredible and you know Jamison battles putting himself in a situation to be all big ten first team the guy's fantastic and he had a great game again he was Michigan State really went after him. They double teamed him. He, he, he didn't get his stroke go until late in the game, but uh, he doesn't stop competing. He got him, you know, one thing, he lost about 15 pounds. They've talked about Curry losing about 15 pounds. They did something this, Ben Johnson got to these guys in the summer and maybe even last spring, you know, he knew who was coming and uh, got them all to be in, in good shape. I was uh, contacting somebody involved with the program uh, last night to just say, how in the hell did this happen? And uh, they, you know, he sent me back what they did some, you know, some things uh, defensively that they did with Michigan state. They tried to make this big kid, uh, you know, when he got the ball, they, put him in a situation where they knew he wasn't going to he wasn't a very good passer at all out of the dickinson out of the you know out of the double team and things like that but i was also told that ben johnson yesterday they had their little session where they got together and the message was three minutes of talking about you know hey nice performance blah 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 and then 15 minutes okay This is what we have to do. Don't get satisfied. You know, you've accomplished, you know, not that you've accomplished nothing, but that this is, you know, okay, let's worry about the next one. And, uh, and, and, you know, you and I both were, uh, as you said, I was impressed with him because it doesn't seem to be any paranoia, which certainly in the uh, patino's last two three years you've always when you were around him and i wasn't around him that much but there's always a paranoia about the whole program when the players came in and answered their questions nobody ever said anything you know they all would look at the other guy before they said anything they'd never you know they'd never there didn't seem to be any fun in the in the program and uh then and these guys you know we got to see curry in battle and you know, just just talking like two people that, you know, talking about basketball. And, uh, you know, one thing I guess we should pay attention to is even though we've never heard of these guys and they come from various second and third level uh college programs, they're all seniors. Yes. <laughs> you know, they've yes. been around forever. I mean, they're not. Uh, and Michigan was playing some freshmen. You know, Michigan was playing some freshmen and so whatever message he started bringing them in July and August and September he and Dave Thorson and the other assistants you got guys who are mature enough to listen right if they want to plus they're all the few guys that they have the six or seven guys they're all trying to hey I'm a big time player trying to convince themselves that the Uh, I thought he had a really good quote after the Michigan state game about, we have people here who've never played in games like this, you know, they've never played, they've never played, or they've never envisioned themselves playing 38 minutes against Michigan state, you know, and it's and they've, they've taken it on and they got some maturity and it's a, it's a phenomenal story. I looked at that roster and I said two and 18 in the big Ten. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, uh, well, they got one of them, and <laughs> one of them on the road and, uh, it's, they're going to show up. They I mean, unless something happens injury wise, they're going to show up the way it looks. So it's pretty uh, phenomenal.
0: I'm starting trying to figure out what the revised expectations are at this point, you know, cause like I asked Ben Johnson last week, like, are we at the point now where I should stop being surprised when. <laughs> you win. And I still, I don't, I still don't think I'm there all the way. Like I still, like I watched that Michigan game. Like, how is this still happening? And, but they're going to play, you know, they're going to play teams that are closer to them in talent the rest of the way in the big 10, you know, not every team's going to be Michigan, Michigan state, you know, they're going to play Nebraska, you know, Northwestern, whoever, whoever is kind of in that same, you know, whoever might have been kind of more in that same preseason category. Like, I mean, is this a, are we going to get to a point where we're like, can this team make the NCAA tournament? I just don't know. I just don't know like what the, what the bar is here. I'm still very confused well, I, by everything I, that's going on here.
1: I still can't, uh, I can't fathom them being better than six and 14 or something. Yeah. I can't depth.
0: either, but they, if they keep surprising, I'm yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right.
1: But the other thing is against Michigan state, if they make their threes, which they shoot a lot of, uh, they, they, I think they showed us that they have a chance against danger, everybody. Yeah. But if it's, you know, if it's one of those nights where they run their stuff and get a guy a three and he doesn't make it, then, you know, like it was against Michigan state, then you're, then you're, then you're going to be in trouble. But, uh, there'll be a couple of games where they just can't make any shots and they get down and they get, you know but uh if you keep handling the ball like that if you if you keep turning it over five times a game you're gonna have a hard time getting killed aren't you <laughs> yeah mean, if, if you don't throw them if you don't really throw the ball away too often you it's it's hard to get beat by 30 so i don't know it'll, it'll it, it's it's fun it's amazing and i'll tell you what he's got the right guy standing sitting next to him down there on the bench strategically
0: thorson Harrison?
1: oh yeah you know, he knows basketball, man. He's, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that he's the secret of the of yes. the operation here. And I think some people want to give him credit for that and he would never do that, but he knows how to coach a basketball game. He can scout. He delivers the scouting report, you know, on each yes. team and says this is what we're going to try to do. And uh, he's a, you know, he's a brilliant in that, in that area. And somebody else said this to me, you know, we had Dan Munson here, this, uh, and, you know, he was, he wanted to do well, but he wasn't a gopher in his soul, right? No. Tubby wasn't a gopher in his soul. Richard Patino wasn't a gopher in his soul. These guys, Johnson and Thorson, at least those two guys, being a gopher means something to them, you know. I mean, they are, and it's not okay. They hired the local guys. You can hire a local guy who isn't dedicated to it, but these guys, it is important for them to see the University of Minnesota win, not to see my team win like it was with the other guys, but our team win. And and uh I think it's uh I think that has a little to do with it. Because it but here's the other thing Mike. When Kalscher goes to Iowa State for no reason, and uh, this big kid like this Mitchell was at Stefan, whatever it is, just transfers for no reason, they could have pouted all summer about some of these guys taking off, but they just took what they had and did the best they could. So yeah, Yeah. I think phenomenal story so far. Take a playcation
0: to Mystic Lake for 24-7 gaming, fun restaurants and bars, and luxurious hotel rooms. And join Club M to bask in the rewards. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. Another good story came to an end on Saturday. Right after the, right after the basketball game ended pretty much, flipped over to go for volleyball. I think they were down a set by then to wisconsin the second set was kind of where that match turned obviously because gophers had a chance in that one that one was they were up in that one got it to 24 24 and then wisconsin got the last two ended up sweeping the gophers in the you know within the match to get to the final four uh, th- another really good season for hugh mccutcheon's team i think they had you know, obviously they had a lot of really good players, but Wisconsin, that is a monster team. And they've, they've got like a couple of six, eight, six, nine kids in the middle. You yeah. just, you can't, you just can't hit over them at a certain point, even when you've got, you know, six, when six, three, six, four, isn't big enough. That's uh, that that's going to, that's going to tell a certain story once you get down to this, this spot in a game in Madison.
1: Yes. And they got the kid from here too. Is it Hilly? Is that her? is it Hilly? They uh, I mean, they, uh, yeah, they're really good. I, I watched them a little bit uh, against UCLA in the semifinals. And I thought, oh, they're, uh, you know, the Gophers, I guess that five-set match here at, at, at the Pavilion was just fantastic. The Gophers hung in there with them and got beat. And, uh, but they, I, I didn't, get, you know, the Gophers uh, certainly benefited from the whole extra season season thing with samedy but uh, wisconsin has two like all americans who got to come back because of that too so they're really an experienced team and uh, you got uh, two out of the four are big 10 teams again at the finals nebraska and uh, wisconsin and then uh, i think it's pittsburgh and louisville is the other or the other two if i'm not mistaken so uh <laughs> But yeah, it's a phenomenal uh, thing to watch. It's great. Uh, Minnesota volleyball, they show up and they'll be good again next year. And they lose Samity, but they get back that Landfair kid and uh, who knows, they'll probably be right back in the elite eight next year playing to go to the final four. It's just, uh, it's really a, uh, it's really a uh, good program to have around. It's something to do. A couple, three winter nights and uh, we were talking the other day about how I'd all we'd all like to grow up and be Hugh McCutcheon <laughs> as, yes. as, as cool about the world, as confident in what we do for a living, I'd like to be as confident of what I do for a living, even at my advanced age as Hugh McCutcheon is uh, of his. He knows that if the the players can jump into the preparation that he gives the and do what he tells them they got a shot you know yeah he he knows they aren't going to lose because he's a dumb coach so he he, you know a lot of people you know offer that up or have a false arrogance about him but he has he has little arrogance and what he has is not false that's for sure so anyway yeah shape shape
0: shaping up to have a pretty good Roster of coaches over at the U now that I'm thinking about it, if, uh, you know, if, if certain things pan out, I know, I know, uh, PJ Fleck isn't necessarily your, your favorite, but they have had a a decent amount of success. And
1: let me straighten that
0: out. Okay. Do it. Yeah.
1: I, I think he's an okay coach, right? I I think he's a, he's fine. He's, uh, you know, health because of health and other things, uh, he's the best we've had. You know, certainly since you know Mason in the middle of his career was yes. pretty good. in the middle of his career was pretty good, but he's he's fine. I just think he's full of BS. I'd like to hear him once utter a sentence that I thought was sincere. But that said, I don't. You know, he's a. I've never said he can't coach. Yes, you know, or at least assemble a coaching staff, and he's doing it again this year. He's a. He's, 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 he's bit the bullet and brought back C- Roca and then, uh, he's given Joe Rossi a raise so he doesn't lose him. I'm sure with all the coaching changes around the country that somebody was trying to come and get him and he convinced the administration to give him some money and, uh, you know, the recruiting is, he gets too much credit for great recruiting because, you know, because generally at this time of year, we're talking about, oh, well, they're 12th in the nation. Well, and then other teams come along and they end up 34th or 38th. Right. And right now they're 40th, but maybe this spring they'll have more people. And with the transfer portal, it, it's a it's a different world as far as recruiting. So, But anyway, yes. yeah. okay, that's enough on Fleck. But I'm not, <laughs> but just, I'm not I just, I just, he just. He rubs know, you the I'm, wrong way. I'm an old crotchety guy. I didn't like Lou Holtz either because he was full of crap. Okay, <laughs> I don't like guys who are full of crap. That's part of. I, I said, get it. I said that's uh, that's one of my three core values: not liking guys who are full of crap. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got to change your best. Change anyway, your best yes, better. but they um, got it. but yes, they've got they've got a chance to have some pretty good coaches. I anyway, mean, Motzko obviously is definitely accomplished with the hockey program Brad Frost has been doing it for a while at the women's hockey program McCutcheon you know and then you've got Ben Johnson and Lindsey Whalen trying to grow into these jobs Ben you know certainly with more experience coming in but both of them you know have a chance based on kind of how how much they want to work and what their status is here I mean that's a it's a it's a pretty good roster of potential at least and and also a you know production at this point from from the U coaches right now
1: Lindsay is uh Lindsay's a question mark at this point. Yes. He's, uh, gee, I see the kid, Braun got hurt on huh? the the, uh, the best recruit of the freshman coming in. She, the, the worst, the thing that women athletes have to deal with more than men, the ACL, I think. So, uh, but, you know, next year she's supposedly got a good recruiting class coming in and we'll see. But uh, right now she's a question mark. I, yes, I, but- I, I love her. I've always have. She's, big personality doesn't seem as loose as when she was, a. she's not as confident in herself as a coach as she was as a player. That's for sure.
0: Yes, I agree Uh, with that.
1: And uh, we'll we'll see, but we're all rooting for her and, uh, and, and they, they have to make big strides next year or it becomes, it becomes a big question mark, both. I think internally with her and with the, with the organization, with the, with the operation too, but she's, Of the major program, she's the only real question mark left over there, I think. I, I think Ben Johnson's going to be – I guess we shouldn't get too far over our skis here, but uh, yeah. early like, indications – I like what I see so far. The early indications of Ben are much stronger than they are for Lindsay at this moment.
0: I agree with that. Speaking of coaches, do you think if Harrison Smith hadn't jarred that ball loose on <laughs> Thursday night and Pittsburgh had somehow completed – a comeback won that game in overtime. Would we be talking about a uh, coaching search for the Vikings we'd, right now? We'd
1: be all, uh, we'd be all waiting for Andre Patterson's uh, press conference today. I have a hunch. I think I don't think he would have survived. I really don't. I, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be uh, uh, extra cynical here, but uh, I don't think he would have survived losing that game. That would have been incredible.
0: And as it is, they've they're still in the playoff mix, but that was the weirdest game ever. Like I, I yeah. I, actually, I talked about that game on Friday show already, so we don't need to get too deep on it, but just, I, I, I actually like, I, I shut it off. Cause I had to like help put the kids to bed, but it was like the, one of the few times I've ever watched a Vikings game where I was like, Oh, they've got this one. They've the Pittsburgh just looked so bad that I was convinced that that game was in the bag at 26 to nothing. And then it got to 29, nothing. And they still made it go down to the last play.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I honestly got, I can't remember what I watched, but I went and watched something for like 45 minutes and I came back because I said, I, it wasn't a sports thing. I it might've been a curb your enthusiasm or something. I can't remember, but I watched something and I came back and said, what? The Steelers <laughs> were the worst looking football yes. team I've ever seen in my life. I said, ben roethlisberger i said quit right now go over to the sideline and say bring in the other guy i stink and and you know what they they were idiots pittsburgh to the end the way they were running that last drive what is ben doing dropping off these two-yard passes to guys throwing away you know and then the guy's running around and they're killing time and then the one moron claypool Notre Damer, by the way, Notre did he survive down there. They're supposed to have, they're supposed to have books down there. This guy doesn't look like he ever read one and getting up and pointing. <laughs> I mean, how, how did they keep this guy around? He had like three or four metal blunders. Yes, it was just, uh, I mean, they were terrible. And all of a sudden they got a chance to tie the game. It yes. was incredible. It was incredible
0: on well, some of the holes the vikings were running through in the first half it, it looked like
1: a it looked like a scrimmage
0: it was it was embarrassing it was just like and the vikings were playing really well and they looked aggressive on yeah. defense and it was just like i like okay i got to let myself get suckered in and I was like yep that's it they they've got this one and you know i guess <laughs> technically they did but it yeah. was it was, well, it was ridiculous they goes it was. down as a win and the bears are the bears are going to be the bears so they got a chance to get to 7 and 7 next monday but uh i i don't know
1: yeah it's uh yeah it was it was a phenomenal uh, uh up and down i mean uh, my my big motto on the uh on the uh, twitter is always this will be this will be a bad loss if you know if the twins are <laughs> <laughs> the right. twins are at eight to two and the call becomes eight to five or something i said this was a bad win <laughs> that yes. was a bad win right there man and they said ah oh, there is no bad wins that was a bad that win. was a
0: bad win come yeah. from a head victory
1: yes yes it was anyway
0: um Wolves way, got... oh go ahead
1: the bears what they held the packers i think the packers had seven like middle of the second quarter and end up with 45, 45
0: to 30. Yeah.
1: End up with 45 and boy, I'm not one of these. Oh, they are always praising, uh, praising a uh, Rogers too much, blah, blah, blah. But Michaels and Collinsworth last, I can't stand that Collinsworth. Oh, I've never seen anything. I've never seen anything like that. (laughs) You've been in the game 40 years. You're (laughs) lying. You have seen it twenty-five times. Shut up! You know, I can't <laughs> stand him. He's see, now there's another guy. Ah, uh, that he's just like Fleck. I, you yeah. know, he's a really nice guy. I can't stand to listen to him. Sure. Okay. And, and then we've we got to talk about the football game of the weekend. Yeah. The, great, the Winnipeg B- Blue Bombers against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. <laughs> uh, so I had to look up how they became the Tiger Cats, right? Which is yep. kind of a bad nickname. Uh, they were the Hamilton Tigers, going back to 1873. They were the only team in town, but then they closed down during World War II, and the Hamilton Wildcats started up. And then okay. they merged in 1950, and they became the Tiger Cats. That's how we, it was a <laughs> but uh, in Hamilton, our friend Sharkman was there to yes. represent. Yeah, Minnesota, and uh, and he said this town is ready to explode with joy. They hadn't won one since '99 in in the nine team league, you know that you should win more often than that. But uh, Winnipeg came back and beat them. I like the game. I like three downs. Yeah, I really like three downs. It keeps the game moving. You probably see more punts, but it's but you also see much more third you know i mean not in our in this country it's fourth and two but there you see third and two from once they get outside their own 35 yard line they're going for it because they know they might be able to get the ball back in three minutes because right. you stop on two down and then the other team's got to try to kick a field goal or something i kind of like the game the huge end zone, I'd hate to be a defensive back trying to cover somebody down by the goal line when they got 20 yards to oh, run around
0: imagine, there. Imagine Cameron Dantzler and Xavier Woods trying to <laughs> patrol that thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got a hunch Ben would have tied the game the other night if they had that end zone going against them on that throw to the on that end zone. But it's uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, plus,
0: There was a rouge, right? Did we see a rouge that, yesterday?
1: And that, uh, an, an intentional rouge. And we also saw the guy from Winnipeg, he's behind 17 to 10, and he takes a safety rather than punt into the wind. And then he got away from it. So it's 19, they gave away two points when it's 17 to 10 in the fourth quarter, I believe, early in the fourth quarter. (laughs) very very weird. It's a very weird strategy, but it's uh, it's it's, I, I just don't, they always have financial trouble up there. It's not a, it's not a big deal. You know, and it, it and the teams out west are usually better than the, the teams in the east. But uh, it's kind of fun. I like watching it. I like really watching it in the dead of winter more than they start. I think in July, right? They start playing regular yeah. games, maybe even late June, and they play a like twenty game schedule. But it moves. It's fun, and uh, of course, the Blue Bombers. The last time they won back to back titles. Harry Peter Bud Grant was their coach. I think Bud won four out of five up there in one stretch, and '62 was the last time he'd won. And then, of course, we hired him after the '66 uh, season. So, but Bud's, I got a—he's got a big bond with the Blue Bombers and very proud of being in both Hall of Fames. Yeah, uh, CFL and the U.S. Hall of Fame. So
0: let's. Uh, well, by the way, let's let's transfer the. CFL concept to major league baseball, three balls, two strikes.
1: (laughs) You know what? I always thought it was the dumbest idea of all time, but we need something to get them to swing the bats. How can we get them to swing the bats? Whatever it would take to get people to swing the bats again. Yes. That's the big, what are we going to do about foul balls, I mean, it's, yeah. it'd be right out of little league baseball, right? If he could only get three foul balls or something. something, but the foul balls are endless. The whole thing fighting, you know, the, just flipping the ball, you know, right? It'd be one hitter on each team like that. Right now there's six. Yes. It, yeah. I, I don't know what, the you know, I I was anti all radical stuff, but we we got to do something here, and the answer is not fourteen teams in the playoffs. You moron!
0: No morons.
1: No. They're going to do that. It's Although they they, they, think we're gonna, uh, they think we're going to they uh, think we're going to get into the baseball more if our if our team that's thirty four and forty one still has a chance to make the playoff. We aren't. We know they stink. Okay, we aren't going to do that. I think the game is in incredible trouble and uh and it's the product it's not yes stuff that it's around there it's it's it is the product they got to do something now i in the in their defense it's the hardest game to fix Right, sure. My, in football games are lasting too long okay we'll let the clock run when they as soon as they yes. bring it back. Out of bounds, right? We'll let the clock run. Uh, you, you can do things in the NBA. Okay, we won't. We'll start calling when they're holding holding up the ball gear. I mean, the, the guys that got the ball, uh, you know, are they grabbing cutters or something? We won't. We'll start calling fouls on that stuff. And, uh, you know, hockey, they could you know, do the same thing to, to, to yeah. you know, or juice, juice the
0: offense up by not letting the goalie play at a certain place and things like that. Yeah, you can.
1: Enforce enforce the interference more and stuff like that. But in baseball, it's hard to fix, man. You can't, you know, I don't care what anybody says. And I I heard a discussion of this on the radio the other day, a weekend show on the network that how how, all the improvements the analytics have brought to the game, you know what they are? Zero, zero improvements in watching the game, analytics. Is, has brought zero improvements in watching the game. They may have, this is more efficient than that, blah, blah, blah. That They might have all that. But when it comes to watching the game, it has been terrible. I I wrote a column about the 70 Twins for the Sunday.
0: Oh, yeah. With five Hall of
1: Famers. Did you see Sandy Koufax's stats for his last season when his elbow was swollen up? 27 complete games. (laughs) I should have looked it up, but I think that's more than there were in the major leagues last year. Yeah. Uh, And and I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these, ah, the pitchers, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, really 66, really 66 pitchers in a six game world series. You got to look around and see what your problem is. That's it. Yeah. But, you know, we have, the ship has sailed from, we don't want pitchers facing, a batter a third time, to we don't want a pitcher's facing to batter a second time. Yes. Well, analytics is a disaster for bait, are a disaster for baseball, and yes. and more so and more so and more so. The Giants, the whole thing. I enjoyed watching the Giants to some degree, but their whole thing was don't swing the bat unless you can drive a pitch. Right. You know, yeah. Don't take a single left field. So. You know, that we're going to sit here and try to hit home runs. Lamont Wade, who used to get, what, walks 20% of the time, he's up there trying to hit home runs, and he, he succeeded. But analytics, I don't know how they escape from them, but it's the product. That's what stakes. It's not anything around it. It's not more playoff teams, blah, 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 this or that, or uh, shorter breaks between innings. It's, it's the product once the game starts.
0: Yes. I got to hit a couple of things really quick before we get out of here. Um, You'd mentioned expanded playoffs don't really help. It is making me more curious about the wolves though, because I think it's going to be hard for them to drop below the top 10 in the West. They're going to have to work hard at it. They did get a win uh, Sunday in Portland to stop that five game losing streak. Maybe they're going to get back on a winning streak. Now they've been up, down, up, down, up, down. This year and the wild lost two in a row now, too. So, a couple of uh, you know, a couple of teams playing late games over the weekend. The wild will be fine, they're a good team, but the wolves, I'm still trying to figure out like, why,
1: like Friday. Were you watching Friday?
0: Yeah, it was terrible, it was awful.
1: Pathetic from the it was 20 to four, four and a half minutes. Yes, it was a run out and dunk. Yes, and this Cleveland's got. Three seven footers across the front line, and there's cat floundering around. And they need a center because cat's a forward, yeah. Okay. They need another, they
0: need another capable big man. I mean, yes. I don't care what they call him, but
1: the best shooter they got, he can, he can, you can post him some. But they, need Nas, I like Nas, but Nas is not a starting center. They need right. somebody who's got some muscles and uh, you know, who can. Who won't let Jared Allen dunk on top of his head every time he gets the ball? That was that. I like that club, by the way. Yeah, Oof. they look good. And Love and Rubio coming off the bench to give him a little veteran leadership. They lost that Colin Sexton for the year. who yeah. was another really good guard. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a young team. That's uh, you can see him on the come, and you got this team here saying. Meh. Of Course, uh, that was a classic uh game for me because I went over there to write about Edwards and what a character he is and how good he was. And uh he I had about a two-thirds of a column written. Had to throw that away because he stunk <laughs> that night. He was terrible at yeah. night, along with everybody else. So uh I I uh so it, it was. I mean, you got to give them credit. They came back and won in, in Portland, which is really Chauncey Billups is probably in trouble out there. Already. Yes, I think they've lost six out of seven or something. Yeah, and
0: McCollum's and hurt too, so they're going to be in a world of pain L- over there.
1: Lillard is pouting, so uh, yeah, they're probably trading Lillard.
0: So I don't know. I don't know how they. W- I don't know that Wolves wound up in a spot where Russell means so much to them. I know he's one <laughs> oh. of their highest-paid players. And I, he's, he's a good player. Okay. He he's he, as much as I don't love what I see from him sometimes with the court, but just how much of a difference he's made this year when they're, I think they're on five when he doesn't play it's, it's unbelievable to me.
1: Yeah. It really hurts their depth. They don't I mean, they, they don't have a point guard. Patrick Beverly is not a point guard when you he's know, out. He, yeah. Right. Guard, but Beverly was playing mostly point, uh, Friday night and, uh, you know, McLaughlin is, you know, a guy. No. Who minutes once in a while and
0: uh well morrow's you know, not ready yet he's not a no, not a point
1: guard no no he's a, i don't think he's a point guard anyway he runs no. around and uh yeah they they really uh they need a they need a backup there but more than anything they need a little more size and they need just uh, it's a, you know it seems funny to say that with cat you need more size but the cat is not a seven foot Okay, let's go beat on Rudy Gobert type of guy, you know. So right, yeah, but they're uh they're they're certainly uh not as uh it's hard to be as optimistic about them, obviously, as when they won seven out of eight and look like they knew what they were doing and had everybody healthy and then it's the NBA, man. No, you know, cats what are, what are the chances of him going eighty again? You know, he did it. He didn't miss a game his first three years. I know cause, it because of his love for tips. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, somebody's the way they take days off in the NBA, man. It's, they they don't. You, you thought they were a deep team, and they have no depth at all. They, yeah, they aren't. At all
0: so big drop off. They've got guys that they can put out there, but the drop off is very noticeable. Yes. Um. Oh, Last thing. Correct. Oh, go ahead. Last thing for you. I wanted to, to hit was uh, FCS football. A lot of local flavor here with North Dakota State and South Dakota State in the semifinals. You got James Madison, North Dakota State next Friday. South Dakota State at Montana State next Saturday. Um, I thought I thought the beginning of the year, North Dakota State wasn't supposed to. This wasn't supposed to be their year, and all of a sudden they're ranked number two and back in the semifinals again.
1: Yeah, but James Madison, you know, is moving up. They're going up to F, right. F, uh, FBS as uh, part of the the whole reshuffling that's going on. I think they're going into the, what, uh, American Conference, right? I don't know which one they're going into. The Conference USA, Sunbelt, they're all getting screwed around. But they're go- they're moving up. And uh, Sam Houston, which is another power in FCS, they're moving up. And I think there's a lot of... Uh, of uh, Turmoil going on up behind the scenes in North Dakota State about Mm -hmm. the. I think they got their eye on the Mountain West, maybe interesting, but but they would like to somehow play FBS football without having to leave the Summit League, and I don't know if that's doable because they sure's, you know, you can say okay, we want to go play the Mountain West in football, that's great, but then you got to send all your other teams all over the country and all over the West too. And that it's the budget pretty hard. So uh, I don't know, but obviously disillusioned with the whole FCS thing up in Fargo, because their, their crowds all season have been down, but their crowds for the two playoff games have been 11,000 and 12,000 huh. and then years and years and years of sellouts, And uh, now they'll be full for James Madison because they're kind of the art. They've become kind of the arch playoff roster. And I think the only team to beat them at home in the playoffs, you know, in a a long time was, was James Madison. So that'll be a, that, that place will be hopping, but South Dakota state, I think they're happy with their great facilities and will stay where they are, but there's a, there's a little, um, there's a little, uh, disturbance going on up at north dakota state because this the fcs in a lot of ways is kind of a wasteland between division two and and uh fbs because teams are bailing left and top programs are bailing left and right to get out of the fcs so it's uh wasn't it easier when it was one and one a one double a i think people knew what we were talking
0: about yeah fcs and fbs does uh they're too close they're too close to each other
1: all right, Dakota State has the usual thirty percent, forty percent of the roster uh, Minnesota guys. So. Yeah,
0: I think South Dakota State's got their share too. So it's yeah, uh, yeah, worth worth keeping an eye on next weekend. Um, especially no Vikings next weekend. Got to wait till Monday to get all worked up about up, them next week.
1: How'd they end up with the Bears? And of course, Monday Night Football is not like it used to be. You don't have yeah. to, they they don't have the same teams, but. The like they play the
0: bears on monday every year i
1: don't know yeah. what it is i don't know I, it's uh it's an, a very, it's an opportunity to a lot of chicago people that get drunk out in that parking lot and abuse anyone who happens to be walking by them that's uh yeah that's, i've, I've seen monday night football Woo. i've uh i've uh, i walked through there a few times and had comments on my girth made uh so i'm my sexual preference too. That they 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 question that too. There's uh, they're uh, they love to uh, they love to abuse people who aren't wearing bar, bears gear there. So yes, but they stink too. It's it's really fun to have the bears and the lions in your division, even if you did manage to lose to one of them. Yeah. By the way, they're back. They're back. <laughs> How bad was it? Was it forty? Yeah, they were. Yeah. I turned it on. They were losing by twenty-five or thirty or something. That
0: they got their one. They can go to. Then go back and hibernate now. They got. They got their one. All right. <laughs> All right, sir. We'll do this again right. next week. Thank you.
1: All right, Mike. See you. Goodbye.